Hey, hey. Hey, hey, who are you? I'm Jess. I'm Jen. We're Fat Mascara. Happy post-Halloween. Yeah, we're sitting in the dark here. We have a, a new studio setup thing. And it's warm. It's warm. We, it's we have to work out the kids. <laughs> it's a little... Well, I feel like it's a very like, slumber party. Like Yeah, we turned off right? the lights to make it cooler. Hi. Hi. What do you want to talk about? I, I actually know what we want to talk about. Okay. First up, wild crafting in beauty. Okay. Don't roll your eyes yet. I'm going to tell you all about no, I'm it. I'm just smiling. Okay. Everyone thinks I'm being cheeky. Not being cheeky. <laughs> then um, dry, itchy skin advice for mothers and non-mothers. Oh my God, I'm itching my belly all day long. I see you doing that. That's disgusting. And lastly, so many of you DM us and email us when you're coming to New York City, which we love, welcome to our hometown, for recommendations of like beauty things that you must mm-hmm. do or places you should go shopping. So we thought it might be fun to pull all that together into a list. Maybe you're coming for the holidays. Holiday season is hot in New York City. Or maybe you want to tell your New York friend, like, what's up? Yeah. So we're going to do that, too. Who's our guest? The wonderful Stephen Nilsson. He is a perfumer with Juvedon, and he was just absolutely delightful and had a lot of a lot of like fun facts. We learned a lot in this one. I, I, I bought a new toothpaste after seeing him. He sent me a toothpaste after seeing him. He sent it to me too. I was just trying to be funny. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. You'll 
know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So Jen, tell me more about this wild crafting. This is right up my alley. So first of all, when I told Eric about this, he was like, isn't that just foraging? It's just like a fancy way of saying going out into the wilderness and picking the herbs and the berries and the ingredients instead of growing them. Oh, okay. Because hence wild, like they're growing in the wild. wild. I know the wild crafting is definitely like a fancy marketing term. But I had seen this um, back in the day and a couple fragrance companies were doing this and I wrote a story about it. Actually, I had to write a write a story about it. Juniper Ridge, maybe you remember. Oh my God, those guys. Yeah, and they go out um, on land where they're allowed to pick, and they pick, you know, herbs and whatever and distill them and make fragrances from them. Well, I just met with the founder of a skincare brand that's doing that. Um, I call it Alpine, but she told me it's actually Alpin, A-L-P-Y-N. I have been calling it Alpine as well. I know, which I think she's not mad at. She's based in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, Her name's Kendra. And she basically was out and looking at all the beautiful uh, ingredients that she saw on her land when she was hiking and everything and thinking these things survive through like snowstorms and they go through all like rain, whatever. Every morning she'll go out there thinking they're going to be gone because there was like a horrible rainstorm and they're like flourishing. Right. Beautiful herbs and things that are rich in. Guess what? Wild. You know this story. No, antioxidants. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of wildcrafted ingredients, and this is why I think you guys are going to be seeing more of this, um, they're plants that are really extremophiles because they need to survive in these harsher environments. We see this kind of like as editors, very often this is the backstory of a lot of ingredients like, you know, La Prairie. Like, this is the thing that I'm sorry, La Prairie, I'm not saying verbatim, but like something that survived in the the Oh, yeah, the watermelon plant. snow algae was one was of the things. Was that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. And then um, I remember um, Guerlain actually had some, like an orchid. Remember yes. the orchid like Imperial? It grows where nothing else can yeah. grow. Yeah, so this is not like a new concept, but the idea of like wild crafting this term and I'm sure it's, it's what Kendra is doing is a little bit different than well, what, she, what these other brands are doing. Yeah, and what she explained is even if you take an ingredient like that and then you move it to a farm, you yeah, know, yeah. you then still might need pesticides and even if you're not using pesticides and it's organic it's not in its natural habitat so it's not thriving the way that it would in the wild because it has an easier life so you need to go to where like where where it lives if i moved you to blackberry farm (laughs) like with your free diet coke delivery all day long you wouldn't be tough you'd be soft you'd be so soft (laughs) so the wildcrafted ingredients you're getting I, i haven't seen studies on this so i can't promise this but they are the thought is they're more potent and more active than the same ingredients that would be grown on a farm. Got it. I do have to say, I just the line kind of, is very pretty. That's what I was going to say. I was just like, I kind of just love the line. I think, I know, you know, we all know that Tata Harper has her own farm in Vermont, but I know that she, when I went to the farm like five years ago, 
she's like pointed to a valley and she's like that's where we get this that and the other thing so like she's not growing those things like she's actually getting it from that area of vermont yeah and this is from i believe the mountains in wyoming so yeah alpen beauty but i guarantee you you're going to be seeing more of this as a trend in beauty um and so watch this wild crafting space people so jen i had this um this nice little tick lately where I realize it like 30 seconds into me doing it. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like standing, talking to my boss or something, scratching my belly like a bear. Um, <laughs> so I've noticed. Can I just say like, it's not like a gentle, like I have a scratch and let me itch it. It's like she forgets she's in public and is like going to town. And it's the like same, a four year old. It's on the sides of your belly. I've noticed you doing it. Like it's this. everywhere. It's on the it's on the top. It's on the sides. The skin is stretching. In case you missed a couple episodes, Jess is pregnant. She's having my little fatty. <laughs> little fatty. Little fatty mascara. How's it going? So what are you doing to keep your skin like? I've been oiling up like a goose. I don't know. Goose oil? Goose oil. I don't know. I'm, I've gotten so weird since I've been pregnant. I'm really sorry. Um, I've just been oiling myself like a little hog. Ready? I've greased up like a hog. It's getting worse. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. So um, what have you been using? So I've been using the Hatch Belly Oil because oh, nice. lots of like moms have recommended it. And it's um it's very pretty, too. And I'm full disclosure, they sent it to me and it's gorgeous. One thing I have to say, though, about using oils, just be careful about when you put them on uh, like hard, like when you're, when you're on a hardwood floor, because I've had to clean my floor a few times because you yes. can take a nasty spill. That's my PSA. But um. As for the um, the reason, it's because of the itchy skin and then also stretch marks. And we can talk more about that in another episode. When you get them. Mm-hmm. You don't have them yet. That happens right. later, right? I, I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. Well, I think this is funny because it's also turning to a little bit colder weather here in New York. And I get really dry and itchy. I'm always a dry skin person. So I found this new product and I fell in love with it. And I thought you'd really appreciate this because I was like, this is so cool. It's like purple. and looks like like hip hop urban and it's called oh, I know I know what you're using <laughs> it's called mother mother, right? mother and I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm so into it it's like very I don't know where they came up with this name but it's the mother of all body mm-hmm. creams it's the mother of all body oils dumbass that I am I then decide to google it after I've been using it and fell in love with it it's a pregnancy line yeah I, of course I should have it's known so hot. that it's so big right now oh my gosh it's like all over violet gray they love it yeah. and whatever um the body oil I, you know I like an oil more than a butter or a lotion, it absorbs like nobody's business. And so you don't get that like, you don't get the greased up hog feeling. Yeah. And it has a lovely mild To be fair, I use a lot. (laughs) Have you used this oil? No, 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 I'm saying like when I use oil, like I'm really going for it lately. Um, Well, this is a really good one. And can I just say it looks real chic on my... I have to say it looks great. I have seen the the packaging. They sent me a tub. I haven't gotten to use it yet, but it's gorgeous. It's like mylar. It's like purple mylar. It does look like purple mylar. Yeah. Um, So even if you're not a mother to be, I think my tip for itchy skin in the winter, really think about an oil, not just a lotion in some cases. I don't know. That's my thought. And try the pregnancy stuff. It's hardcore. Come to New York and hang out with us. Oh, I thought you were going to like break into some Sir- Sinatra or something. Or I couldn't come up with a New York song, <laughs> which is pretty lame. That means it's it's a, it's a long day here. <laughs> it's a long day and we're very warm. But come visit us in New York because there's so much beauty stuff to do. So yeah, we get like many times a week a DM that says like, hey, I'm visiting New York. Like where are the hot beauty spots? 
And we realized that we should probably just address this in the podcast. I also want to put this on the website, too. Yeah. Like I have, right page. now it's in my notes app and I copy and paste it to everyone. But I like to tailor it to different people because maybe they're into like manicures or maybe they want to go shopping. Mm-hmm. But let's just hit we'll, – we'll add more onto the website as we go. But hit me with some of your favorites, Jess. What should a beauty okay. aficionado do in New York City? So let's – you know, manicures – are everywhere. Like this is like the land of the nail salon. What's your spot? What's your spot? So my spot changes all the time because I usually get manicures on the fly or I'll go like after work just to like the corner place I called nail stage. But this, if you're visiting New York and you want something special, I have to tell you my favorite place is Sweet Lily. Have you ever been to Sweet Lily? No. So Sweet Lily, I believe it's down on West Broadway, but it's in Tribeca. I remember when I was an intern at Bazaar, so this is many moons ago, my friend Tori, Tori, if you're listening, hi, told me about this place. Wait, is this a place that has like armchairs that look like shabby chic? It's all shabby chic. Okay, I went in there. It was not for me, but I, okay, go on, go <laughs> on. Not for you. I was just like, I could die here. It's so cute and country like It's homey. very country homey. They have these shabby chic like, you know, armchairs where you sit there and then they bring a little like bu- a bucket to you. Yes. Which I like because it's also cleaner that they have the bucket. Yes, my favorite manicure spot, Jin Soon, for a pedicure actually. Yes. Also does the same thing where there's no hooked up sink thing. Mm-hmm. It's all gross. So I I don't know. I think it's very it's very serene. You don't hear people yapping on their phone. I think even one time they gave me a cookie. Um, it's and then they really, had you at the cookie. <laughs> they had me at the cookie. It's just really peaceful. This is not your dash in, dash out place. No, that's a good one. Can I add yes. one more manicure before yeah. you go? I also like to get my gels at Paintbox. And I've tried all the gel places. And I keep going back there because it lasts. And they've got a machine. They get you in. They get you out. Like Yeah, you're so really into Paintbox. I am. They do a good job. So what else do you like? Okay. So now let's talk about facials. Like my dress, most dreaded question is like, who do you go for for facials? And like as an editor, I'm sure you can relate. You know, we try different people, meet different, you know, facialists. But if I want to treat myself, I go to one spot. Where? Naturopathica. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite. Bold statement. It's my favorite spa in New York. I love their recovery room. Oh, my God. Okay, the recovery room. Tell everyone about the recovery room. It's like you're... Because I like it because I feel like I'm outdoors. Yeah. Because it's it has it smells like a forest mm-hmm. and there's like a night sky. I don't know. I what think you it? can buy the oil that makes it smell like a forest there. It's just it's not clin- clinical and white and it just feels cool. It's like and a planetarium. Like, it's like a planetarium. Yeah. But like the best planetarium. And the seats are real low, so you just gotta like you know let go and like sit down in them. And then you look at all of these beautiful like natural natural imagery that's projected that's onto like the it. wall. Yeah. And then it, like you said, Jen, it's, it smells like cedar. You know, it's just really wonderful. But this is a great spa because it's not, to your point, it's not like, you know, fluffy white robes, you know, like 75 doors before you get to your thing. It's on the street level. There's a great store and an amazing little like tea bar on the left. Get the rose latte. Delicious. You walk in, you change right there. There's like a little locker room. And then bam, you're into, you go to relaxation room if you want. And then you go into your treatment. And it's like all one-stop shop. There's new, not too much pomp and circumstance. I right. hate when but it's like, still elevated. blah, blah, blah. And it's like like when you go to a resort spa, yeah. I'm like, listen, we all know why I'm here. Like, let's do this. <laughs> but it's still relaxing. Yeah. yeah and then I've never had a bad treatment there. And I've been there a lot of times. Do you ever get facials? Um, the only person I've been back to more than once is Edita at Dr. Paul Jared Frank's yes. office. She he has, has like, a following. Oh, my God. Hands of gold. Like all the enflorage <laughs> or whatever they do. Mm. Um, and her extractions are divine. And she uses that MDNA products that I just feel like I walk out of there looking like Madonna, but like, you know, maybe 10 years ago. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Okay. Then people ask also about blowouts. 
So I love a blowout, but all blowouts are not created equal. Oh, we so, could do a whole uh, yeah, podcast yeah. on bad blowouts yes, in New York. <laughs> exactly. I've never gotten a bad blowout at Dream Dry. So you could go to like a, your salon. You could listen. You can go to any salon. You'll see whether it's like just like a random one on the street or like a fancy salon. You know, blowouts. I might say like forty dollars. Or if you go to like you know a really fancy salon, your blowout may be like seventy five dollars. Dream Dry. I think it's about forty five or fifty dollars. There's two locations. One in um, like Nomad area, and then one right by our office on Fifty Seventh. My hair looks awesome every time I leave Dream Dry. Wow. And I could say I've never, ever gotten a blowout. I even blow out my own hair what? usually when I get my hair done. <laughs> what? Because I just, I like my hair to be naturally wavy. And every time I get a blowout, my I hair's feel, naturally wavy too. They it doesn't pull look out that... that round brush. They do that twirly twirl. And I'm like, dude, and I don't have time. I ain't got time for that. I'm going to do it better myself. Oh, my God. Well, you know, also you get an arm workout while I'm doing it. I will say um, I'm loyal to Eva Scrivo for my hair color. I go to Mary Kate there. OK. But she knows better than she, she's like, am I going to blow out your hair? Like, I'll let her every now and then because she wants to see the color. And she does like she's yeah. a perfectionist. I was like, oh, fine. You can blow it out. But that's rare. So your hair always looks good. I'm not saying you need a blowout, but like no, not for me. if I get a blowout, I feel like I'm like three inches taller and like 10 pounds lighter. Nice. Okay. okay. And then I have one more, one more. Okay. And then I have a shopping thing. Okay. I went to this place and I was really impressed. It's a weird one. It's called Stretched and it's a studio. It's at S-T-R-E-T-C-H-D. I remember you had the time of your life uh. there. Yes. They, okay. You, you get there. It's The lights are bright. I wish they would turn down the lights a little bit. It's a little like... You're going to PT. Mm -hmm. You're in like a little area and like you're on a bed and this man. Okay. I had a man. I remember because you told me he was hot. (laughs) (laughs) Just like pull you in different ways. What are you wearing? Give them a... Oh, sweatpants and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You're not naked. No, no. Oh, God, no. Um, Just like sweatpants and a t-shirt and like your socks. I think I wore my own clothes because I think they tell you you need to wear sweatpants and t-shirt or something. And they just put you in positions and stretch you in a way that you can't stretch yourself. It sounds like a little bit like a Thai massage, too. Yeah. It's like an active massage. That's why I wish they would turn kind. down the lights a little bit. Yeah. Because it feels more like PT. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, my last thing is I want to I want everybody to do like, I call it like the fragrance mile. It's not even a mile. Mm-hmm. There is an area. I think this is Soho, but also NoHo. Um, Lafayette, Crosby, Mulberry. Every fragrance shop, you mm-hmm. could go on a sniffing adventure. Yeah. Um, you've got Olfactory NYC, where you can make your own perfume, which is so much fun to do, and they're not expensive. You've got DS and Durga, one of my faves, on the corner. Mm-hmm. Le Labo, Klaus Porto is there. Wow. There's a Credo down on the corner. Cire Trudan, Candle Store of Dreams. But they also have some fragrances. And then Fueguia 1833, that Argentinian fragrance yeah. company. And all of this, I swear to you, is like in a teeny tiny radius of like maybe a hundred yards. So like if you want to go, if you want to go to down downtown and go on a sniffing adventure, I'll put links to all of them on our website. But you could just like have a whole day of smelling perfumes. There's another store down there that I wanted to have. Me. Min M I N. Oh, I almost said that, but then I was like. I literally was like, I actually don't know how to pronounce this brand name. <laughs> Let's just spell it. <laughs> but it's got big Me. M, little yeah. I, and big then a N. big N. Yeah. Yeah. So I never know what to say. They have a fragrance oh, that I had a um so a sample of, so and I good. used it to the bitter end, and I must went and bought it. It's called Chef's Table. I feel like you would like it. Yes. Because it has like 
blend of tomato. It's got and a like, green smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome. I've never smelled it any place else. I don't know. I don't know if it's their own. I got, I also is it a fashion brand too or no? It's just fragrances. To my knowledge, it's just fragrances. It's very cool. Like you walk in there, you're like, yeah, Am I cool enough to shop here. <laughs> I feel like that in a lot of the retail places downtown. But you know, when you walk in, you're like, is there anybody like, working here? Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, we will leave those out of our list, but we'll put links to all these stores that we just mentioned, and um, we'll keep adding to it as we go, make it a special page, I think, so that when you're going to New York, you know where you could do your beauty things. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, 
when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits, yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Allo Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. So we're here with Steven Nilsson, a perfumer at Givadon, and I met him, or maybe I re-met him, we're not sure, at a Kenneth Cole event recently, and we totally hit it off. He's so passionate about fragrance and ingredients, and he's made so many amazing perfumes, so we wanted to have him on the podcast to talk about all that. Welcome, Steven. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Also, we just learned that he was a college radio host. You're listening to WREK Atlanta, 91.1 <laughs> FM. So soothing. It's great. It just You're goes down great. the back of your head, your <laughs> neck. It's so nice. <laughs> Maybe I should do ASMR. You oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Side gig. Yeah. You have a lovely voice. Okay, so let's get into fragrance. Feel free to mix music in as we go, whatever you like. <laughs> um, what's the first smell that you remember? You know, it's funny that you say that because I remember the actual room I was in when I smelled it. And it was an old bottle of Shalimar. And you know when you have a bottle where there's just a little bit of brown left at the bottom? Mm -hmm. And I was very young and I didn't even know what it was. And it was in my the attic of my grandmother's house. And I went into there, into this little room that didn't even have any windows. And it was where, I guess, where women put on makeup. And I opened it up and I thought, what the heck is this? <laughs> and it was that stoppered bottle that's conical. And it was the flat bottle. And I, I just, I, I, it's one of those times where you remember the moment and you're like, this really changed my life. And I can remember that moment right now. You were entranced. Entranced, by completely. That was my grandmother's mm -hmm. favorite perfume. So it, for me, is like one of my earliest memories, scent memories, too. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a yeah. beautiful fragrance. I feel like Shalimar doesn't get enough play. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic. I mean, it, it created so many trends. I always say it's kind of the an, an original gourmand trend. A lot of the fragrances that we smell, that we fall in love with, use an overdose of an ingredient. And Shalimar really had this great vanillic background, this vanillic ambery background, and that's contrasted with the citrus freshness. So some people smell it and they say, I love Shalimar because it's so fresh and it's that great top note. And then other people love it because it's so warm, but it's put together in such a way that Everyone can find a point of entry to it, mm, and it just makes it really, really special. Yeah, and if you combine it with Virginia Slim cigarettes, <laughs> then that is the smell that I love. That's right. 
Uh, okay, so uh, how did you go from being like a college disc jockey <laughs> to a perfumer? Were you like frustrated behind the, the turntables? Were you thinking about being a perfumer or did it just kind of happen? Uh, so I, I, it's kind of started from the Shalimar. And I really thought, wow, this is really what I love. And I remember reading an article in, uh, in um, National Geographic back in about the early 70s. But the quote was something like, if you're, if you're grandfather wasn't a French perfumer and your father wasn't a French perfumer and you're not a French person, then you're not going to be a perfumer. And Don't I thought, you think there's some truth to that? No, not anymore. Not anymore? No, there's so many opportunities. I'll get to that okay. a little later. Right. But again, that was kind of, I just said, okay, well, it's not going to be my career. But I remember and even in high school, I could smell fragrances on women. I'd say, oh, you're wearing white shoulders or you're wearing such and such. <laughs> and it would, and I just, it was just a passion of mine. And and so I just instead, it's easier, like I always say, to get a PhD in chemical engineering than it is to become a perfumer. Uh, uh, he also has a PhD oh, in chemical engineering, just no, so but, you know. But I'm just, but, but what I'm saying is that there's that's a path. And the path to perfumery is so random. And so to find yourself in it uh, is a long, long journey. And so you just, it's really driven by passion and patience. And I tell anybody who, who, who wants to get into perfumery and do something with perfumes, hold on to those two things. Always be patient, keep your vision on what you love and keep your passion. Don't let that burn out. How common is it for a perfumer to have a PhD in chemical engineering? There's a, uh, in chemical engineering, not very common. Um, but, but I always say that, you know, when I look around my office, uh, Kalise Becker, she was mm-hmm. studying mathematics. She did J'adore. So she came in through another science side. Mm-hmm. Rodrigo Flores came in through botany and biology. So oh, he wow. came in through another side. Some, uh, Quentin Biche, who's in a uh, great perfumer in uh, Paris, he was an actor. So people can come into this through many different ways. Uh, Caroline Sabas, her family owns a perfumery, a small perfume house in the south of France. So she came in through the traditional mm-hmm. father was a French perfumer, blah, blah, blah. So, Everyone finds their own path into the industry. And again, it's, if you love it, you're going to find your way. And it, cause it just, oh, once you get in it, you just, you just can't let go. And did you go to those, the traditional route in Grasse and went to the fr- perfumery school and however many years it is? What's, what was your training like? Yeah. It, okay. That's another, okay. Does it, do you have a box of tissues and a cup of coffee to keep oh. you awake? Cause you may cry and you may fall asleep. <laughs> okay. But, Make us cry. Go. Okay. No, I, I mean, it's really, it's really a hard path. So I just said, you know, when I was graduating uh, with my degree, I contacted a bunch of houses to see uh, if they had opportunities. And I still have all the rejection letters. And yeah. I just said, you know, but let's, let's keep a vision. And, and if it doesn't happen today, even if it happens in 30 years, that's my passion. That'll make me happy. Back to the patience thing. <laughs> patience. And and so my first entry was actually making consumer goods, working with Procter & Gamble in Cincinnati. And I, be, I was actually started as a flavorist. I love cooking and I love the ingredients because it's all so connected with fragrances. And so when I had an opportunity to get into flavors, I I, I jumped at it. And, and it was a great opportunity. Flavors, uh, like how would that manifest? Like, Can you tell us something, the kind of thing you were working on? Is that like chewing gum or are we talking about laundry detergent? Yeah. So at the time I was at PNG, they actually had a variety of products. I was in the healthcare. So that was things like oral care and uh, healthcare would be things like Pepto-Bismol. Mm-hmm. Those all have flavors in them to cover up the active ingredients. I um, We can make a it's medicine. important work. We can make a medicine taste like anything. And so it was a lot of fun. It was like uh, my cousin used to always say, you're like Willy Wonka. Yeah. And it really was like that. But they also had Duncan Hines at the time. They had Sunny Delight. So there were a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different training. And it was a great training ground. Some of the smartest people I've worked with. Really great company. 
So you did some d- Sunny D. No, we don't know if you did Sunny <laughs> no, D. No, I didn't do Sunny D, but <laughs> also, I know what a blast from the past, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what when you moved into fine perfumery mm-hmm. after you got your training? What are some of the fragrances that people might know that you've created? Well, um, when I first got into the industry, there was the the celebrity was big, and so I worked with a lot of different celebrities from minor celebutants to real really. Give us like a ballpark time period of this. Uh, so, so when I left uh, PNG, I started it at Quest International in 2001, so okay. January of 2001. And uh, I had an opportunity to work on a fragrance for the Tommy Hilfiger brand that was uh, the True Star, which was my first really big win. And the face of True Star Beyonce. was the, bingo. I remember that was the I one remember. time I met Beyonce was at the Tommy True Star event. Were you there? Probably. Maybe, maybe that's where we met, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. We go way wow. back. Okay, go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. So that was, I think that was my first, you know, kind of the first one that I really was, was, uh, you know, kind of your big win, your first win. And then I've gone on to work with a ver- variety of brands as, and then um, quite a few celebrities. I worked with Drew Barrymore for her line. Um, and I worked with Madonna on her Truth or Dare. And No begging. Yeah. that She's amazing. She so, is a real yeah, visionary. What? What was that like? I mean, you you've worked with so many, but I feel like Madonna is kind of the apex of like artistic collaborator. You know, you really realize what an artistic vision she has, and she does really manage a lot of the aspects. So she really um, likes to put it all together herself. And I really think that was kind of what made it special. You could really see that genius at work, and uh, and it was a great experience. I loved her vision. But like, can and you give me an example? She like, I it must smell like this tuberose or something e- like that. Exactly. So she had a vision of what she wanted. She wanted white florals. She I loves, know she loves white, white florals. florals. And it, it, I I hate. She made me a better perfumer because <laughs> we were sitting there and. One of the process steps in the process of making a fragrance is you'll have a finished fragrance and then you'll break it apart into pieces. So it's kind of like, and we cut it into, you know, a few ingredients here, a few ingredients there, and you smell through them to see what the problem is with the fragrance, what you like, what you want more of, and what you want less of. And there was a piece in there and we were smelling it and she goes, what's this for? And I said, well, it kind of gives a little bit of sparkle. It gives a little, you know, gives this. She says, leave it out. We don't need this as part of our fragrance. And it really... I use that a lot, mm. that if it's really not part of the vision, just get rid of it. It's superfluous. And so she really did help me at uh, just really kind of reframe, you know, part of creation is what you bring in and also what you leave out. That's so interesting, really the important. leaving out. Yeah. And um, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes. If I had, you know, woke up that morning, I'm in my apartment every night, I have a meeting with Madonna yeah. or, um, you know, SJP, um, Hillary Duff, mm-hmm. like, you know, these are not your average, like, that's not Bob from accounting, you know, these are not like normal <laughs> colleagues. These are yeah. your colleagues. What is it like? Like, how do you psych yourself up? Or They're all different. They're, and the best ones, the ones who really are the best to work with, they really are real people. They bring their visions. They bring everything mm-hmm. to the table. And um, they're, uh, they're collaborative. They bring ideas. They listen to ideas. So you, it, it is kind of like working with you know, a colleague when mm-hmm. you, the best cool. ones, they, they really do bring a vision. I mean, Hillary Duff. So when we did the fragrance for Hillary she's Duff, cute. she's adorable. And she's also a great, she's a pro. You can really tell she's a pro and she had a vision when she came in. So at the time it was all the young celebrities wanted to create these bubblegum fragrances, mm-hmm. free, fruity, sweet. And she came in with this candle 
that she was using that was an amber candle. And we're like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is going to be a real perfume. And so she really allowed us with her vision to create something that was really sophisticated and really upscale. I mean, I look at that bottle and I look at the design that went into that. And I was really, really proud of that. What was the name of that fragrance? That was... Um, I don't know if she has multiple ones. With Love. Hillary Duff with, with love. love. Because it was also based on her song With Love. Oh, nice. And the video was with Kellen Lutz. Oh, my gosh. The guy from Twilight? Yes. yes. What a, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. So she was in an elevator. It was a great video. And she and she co-launched the fragrance with the song. It was really, really That's cool. That's really cute. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was looking through your resume, I'll call it, of some of the fragrances that you've created. And I noticed a lot of flankers. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. That's my favorite word, I know. So first, for, pe- for our listeners, can you explain what a flanker is and why brands create them? Wow. And then I have a couple more questions. So the flanker. <laughs> um, it, it usually is kind of falls under an umbrella of a brand. So a brand will bring in a flanker and you can remember, think of the princess and they'll flanker it and they'll do a different wrapper, different color on the bottle and they'll maybe twist it for maybe a summer fragrance or a winter fragrance or every year they'll come out with a new season, a new a- an- annual fragrance. So the flanker can be used in many different ways, um, but it's kind of an umbrella brand that, that you can put a lot of different things under, a lot of hopes and dreams. But there's like a star and then the flanker. Usually right? an initial launch. And okay. then and then, you know, for example, for with love, she had with love and then she had a version that came out that was colored pink rather than the amber of the original that was a more fruity direction. So so it gives you a way of, you know, kind of expanding the franchise and trying to grow the brand. And do you have any example, even if you didn't make it, I was curious mm-hmm. about this, a flanker that ended up doing better than mm-hmm. the original? Mm-hmm. Like, cause That's I think, funny. Like, there's Miss Dior, Miss Dior Cherie, Miss Dior Cherie, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Issey Miyake. Remember how many there were Oh, my that? God. Sport, summer, ice, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, sometimes what will happen is they'll do really well and they'll change the name so it won't be as flankery looking. Oh. And I, the one, I, I think it was with Armani Code. I think the original launch of Armani Code was Armani Black Code. And then they dropped the black and it just became Armani Code. And I think... What happens is if you if they have a fragrance that really resonates with the consumer, yeah, they're going to keep it, and it's just another way, and they'll and they'll either maybe spin it off or they'll support it as a separate brand. Mm, got it. Interesting. So, what are the challenges of building a flanker when someone comes to you with like, okay, we have this famous thing, say it's Tommy Hilfiger, Tommy Girl, mm-hmm. and we want to do a flanker. There's a story built in versus you get to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like, which do you prefer one over the other, and what what's the difference? Um, you know. I, I always say that the most important perf- organ for the perfumer isn't the nose, it's the ear. Mm-hmm. Because it's really listening and I love being collaborative. I I really That's do so feel- That's so interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I never heard of that. Yeah. I really think that I'm helping you. There's something you want to do that I know how to do. And there's something you bring to the to, to the picture through the flanker. There's part of the marketing that, you, that you're going to be able to control that I can't touch. And so if we don't work together, it's going to end up like a- like a a chimera with you know the head of a lion and the tail of a mm-hmm. something else. So, or the head of an eagle, I guess, is a chimera mm-hmm. and the tail of a lion. So, um, so you want to work together to make sure it all fits as a whole. Because when the when the color of the package works, when you the the smell, when the the name, when they all work together, that's when you really have a big success. And so, if I can work together and collaborate, and we can talk as much as we can to create a vision, then that's when it really works well. You mentioned that Hillary Duff brought a candle yep. that she really liked. Do the people you're collaborating with, whether it's a marketing team or a celebrity, do they bring like little effects like that? Or do they do a mood board or they just start talking? It it can be anything. I mean, I, I've seen it all. 
people have brought in, you know, a sheet of black paper. I want it to smell black. And <laughs> Was they, it Lady Gaga? <laughs> I reserve the right to say oh, okay. <laughs> and um, Or they can bring in a mood board, something as simple as that, or a, 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 a text, you know, we need a, it can be very banal. We need a new fragrance that's sexy and fun loving for the 19 year old to 54 year old woman who's on the go and career centric <laughs> and, and and so they can be also very boring like that but but so we've i've seen it all you know we've gone into rooms that have been completely redecorated as a immersive in- experience mm-hmm. um so you know it depends on the brand depends on what people want some people come in and they say i want to create a fragrance around a specific ingredient uh, I've done fragrances about bergamot, about Oris with a commodity brand. And so it really varies from client to client what the vision is. Very cool. Is there something that, you know, when you think about all of the things you've done, are there trends in terms of what people really love? Like, does everyone kind of want something that smells, you know, like a skin scent or like a white floral? Yeah. Or what are the big uh, commonalities? I think people don't say it, but, you know, I mean, I hope it's... People kind of wear fragrance to hook up. You know, it is, you know, part of it is personal, but it is a, 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 a secret line of communication. And I want people to remember that because you're wearing fragrance for you and people, other people can smell it. And so don't forget that and remember that it's, it's, um, it's a way of communicating with others. So I think it's, a, um, you know, I think it's really important that people remember that, um, the trend is more for, you know, building your own brand Mm -hmm. and so the way people dress is it people put together whatever they want now you know you see people with uggs and a mini skirt and then and lo and behold it's britney spears but that's her (laughs) brand and she can do that Mm -hmm. and so as people put together fashion think about fragrance that way and i think it's much more less trend-based and more individual what you're trying to build with your brand Mm -hmm. is there a note though that like listen if everybody's like we just want to be fresher you're just throwing some jasmine and everything Gourmand is still big. Really? The the yumminess is still oh, really big. Oh, yummy quality. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think and that's ever really going to go away? You know, you never know. I remember when I was training, um, the, the, the last thing I trained on were white florals, those big opulent florals. And then Marc Jacobs came out and then Michael Kors came out. Oh, God. And white floral, all, white floral. And floral. they came back. And so you never, you can't know what the future is. I mean, and, and so for Gourmand, it's, it's hot right now. It's still hot. It's done in a different way. I think it's more textural. I think it's more sensual, sensuality rather than edible. You smell like a cookie, but you smell addictive. You, you want to get closer to it. You want to smell more. So that's really, I think, the way we're, we're so, building those notes. So that people understand, like, can visualize or like <laughs> mentally smell what a gourmand is. What are some big gourmands that you're thinking of when you're talking about that like addictive quality? Let's go back to a little fragrance history. The, <laughs> I, like I said at the beginning, you know, the first gourmand trend for me was when we started getting synthetic vanillin and ethyl vanillin and perfumers started overdosing it in fragrances. So you started having things like Shalimar with this big oriental yummy background. Now that yummy overdose trend kind of took a sleeper for a while. We had a floral trend and then it came back with Angel. And Angel was really a stake in the ground in the mid nineties because it was an overdose of an ingredient, a molecule we call ethyl maltol. And ethyl maltol was primarily used in flavors and it gives you a cotton candy note. Mm. And when, uh, Jivadon developed that fragrance with Thierry Mugler, he smelled that 
And he said, this is what I want my fragrance to smell like it because it smells like the the fun fair, he said. It mm-hmm. smells like a carnival. Mm-hmm. And so he really created that vision. And that was a rebirth of the gourmand era. And and when it first came out, it was very audacious. Um, it was, the concentration was even below what people are using today. But at the time, it was really a breakthrough. And so I think that was the beginning of the gourmand trend. And so when you smell angel, look for that yummy gourmand. It has vanilla in there. It also has toasted almond notes from coumarin. So it has all of those notes. And that really kind of trickled into everything that we have now. So Coco Mademoiselle. But one one important thing to notice is that there's patchouli in Angel also, and that accord of ethyl malt, all the sweetness with patchouli, also brought back the Shepra trend, where Shepras are based around this woody, mossy note, primarily patchouli. And so uh, this Shepra trend was another trend that was kind of dead in the 90s. Everything was sheer mm-hmm. and open, but using patchouli and these beautiful wood notes paired with these addictive notes give gave you this new trend that is still here today. So you're, you're having fragrances like Attrape Rev by uh, Louis Vuitton. You're getting uh, Coco Mademoiselle. So that's still on trend and people are, are riffing on that and twisting that and doing it in all sorts of different ways. Um, you made me think someone DM'd me because Jess and I were talking about fall florals mm-hmm. recently and they wanted us to fact check something. And oh, I said, yeah. oh, we have a perfumer coming on. Yes. Um, this person. Uh, the Ambrette thing? No, about white florals. What are white oh, florals? Because yes, we yes, named yes. a couple of the flowers and one of them that we named uh they didn't think was actually a white floral, even though it was white in color. Mm-hmm. So when a perfumer talks about a white floral, what are those flowers that they're talking about? So that's <laughs> when perfumers- This is our listeners. They're if, smart. Okay? If you lock perfumers in a room- Oh, you're going to debate. It's, exactly. They're going to debate. So typically when you talk about white florals, the, the archetype of white floral sees orange flower, orange flower absolute. And when we talk about white florals, there's two, it's, it's this- I always like to say kind of narcotic, night-blooming feeling to them. So gardenia, tuberose, and orange flower. Mm-hmm. So those are those rich, opulent, think waxy petals, mm-hmm. think all those, you know, jungle blooms and things like that. Now, there's a white flower that's white that we debate sometimes, and uh, like lily of the valley, but that's too sheer. That's more mm-hmm. petally springtime. So we... I, I and some other perfumers primarily put that in the springtime floral group. Oh, there's the a springtime, springtime floral. floral. Hyacinth. Think oh, about things. Oh, fresher, greener, white. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and those more have dewy. more dewy, but they also have some spicy notes in them. So when you mm-hmm. look at some of the things like narcissus, there's always a spiciness in there. And typically, the one molecule you leave out is methylanthranolate. So methylanthranolate is one of the markers for white floral C. So typically. You'd like to see the accord of methylanthranolate with indole. So that's that grapey note with this animalic horsey note. And that kind of makes a white floral. But mm-hmm. really, if you're really looking for the one thing that's a marker, I would say methylanthranolate or things that smell like that. Where does jasmine fit in? Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. So which, Sorry, guys. <laughs> which, let's see. So let's stump the perfumer. Is this like... Uh, Not jasmine absolute or, or do you mean jasmonic, whatever, the yeah. like watery one? Yeah. I, I'm, oh, I'm talking, I, okay, I, I am talking, sir, about the jasmine absolute. And the reason why I thought that was some, I, I have some jasmines I love. I'm crazy about them. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. And then some to me always smelled like, okay, I'm going to say it, dirty diapers. Yes. And then I found out that it's the indoles. Take it away. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, I want to say that there are two jasmine plants that we use in perfumery. There's jasmine grandiflorum, and that's the one that you see in florist shops. It's a little five-petal jasmine. Then there's also a jasmine called jasmine sambac, 
and that's grown in India, and that's more white floral orange flower. So when you smell that, it smells like orange flower. So that's so. But the typical jasmine people talk about in classic perfumery is mm -hmm. jasmine grandiflorum that's grown in Egypt, for example, in the south of France. Now that ingredient, it's very multifaceted. It's very narcotic. I wouldn't personally call it a white floral because it doesn't overdose the methylanthranolate. Okay, it's very jasminic. Which one's the dirty diaper one? So the there's indole in the sandback, which is orange flower. Okay. But the dirty diaper also comes comes to me from the horsey notes. Yeah. Horsey. Yeah, yeah. Like hay, like poo hay farm smell. Yeah. Central Park South. Yeah. So oh, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when, the, totally. when they used to keep all those horses on Central Park South, it's all those notes. And those are the chrysolic notes and the phenylacetic notes. So the chrysols, so we have cresol, which is one of the ingredients, uh, paracresol acetate, uh, paracresol phenylacetate, and then the phenylacetic esters have this honey quality. But they can also, there's also a, a, a horsey note associated with that too. So these esters that occur in traces in jasmine give it that horsey, dirty diaper note. The indole by itself, yes, it smells fecal, but it also smells floral. It also smells a little camphoraceous, very piercing. But to me, it's Indole I, I, is a very special ingredient. Natural indole is very clean and very floral, even though it does have that fecal. Where do you get natural indole from, extracted from those, that flower? You can either isolate it from the flower or, you know, a lot of natural molecules. So when you, so let's rewind to flavors. When you buy a bottle and it says natural flavors, those flavors can come from a variety of sources. So they can come from a plant material. So a raspberry, you mm -hmm. grow it and you extract something from it. But we can also create natural flavors through natural processes. So we can take a extract something from the ground and transform it with enzymes, for example, or we can ferment it somehow to create a, a new flavor. And because those are all natural processes, those are natural ingredients. So natural indole can come from that fermentation or a mm -hmm. enzymatic transformation process. And those all exist because um, there's another, one of the trends, you talk about trends, is naturality. And so some consumers want fragrances that are 100% natural. So we're building and bringing in um, ingredients that are natural aroma molecules that allow us to create natural fragrances. And what kind and, of notes, like, can you throw some out that yeah, are really so popular right uh, now? Um, for natural, you mean? Yeah. So for naturals, in the past, it was pretty much more a, a aromatherapy type of thing. So when you imagine going into Whole Foods mm -hmm. and that natural beauty aisle, that kind of smell. Yeah. So mm -hmm. things Lavender. like that. Exactly. Geranium, patchouli. Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus, yeah. It's Jen great. and I love eucalyptus. Yeah. We go crazy. <sighs> it's a great note. I it's mean, so it's fabulous. Energizing, centering. I mean, it does a lot of, it's a great, it clears the mind. I love it. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where we came from before. But now that we're using more ingredients that are isolated and, and, and transferred from the uses and flavors, we're getting into some more yummy notes. We're able to do things like natural raspberry, natural fruits now. And mm. so we're open and, and so we're able to expand our palate. So it's more mimicking what we were able to do with synthetics. You're leading. I'm just giving a question, Jess, just because yeah, yeah, this yeah, leads yeah, yeah. to like, is there a smell that you wish you'd be able to capture, but you haven't been able to do that way? Personally or professionally? Both, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I love the specificity. You're yeah. definitely a chemical engineer. Yeah. <laughs> so personally, I love the smell of when water hits t dry tile. And I can't, um, it's so hard for me to understand what kind of aroma molecules I'm getting off that. That must be so potent at a low level that it creates that wet stone like smell. A like okay. a shower tile or like yes. the cement when it rains? More like a shower tile. Okay. 
The cement when it rains has is also one. How I think do you I know what you're time? talking about yeah. just from when I was a swimmer because we had those big showers with the tiles yes, everywhere yes. and then all the water went on at once. It yep. smelled like yep. something. Like what tile? So that's a personal, but from a professional standpoint- Our producers like over there, like just like, what are you guys talking oh, about put, right now? <laughs> put people who are passionate about fragrance in a room and let them talk. <laughs> we could be here another hour. Yeah. Okay, so then professionally- Professionally, um, I think we've got a really great palette. You know, I work in the number one fragrance house in the world, Jivadon, and we have everything you can dream of. And even things you can't, your, your biggest fragrance nightmare we also have. So we have everything. <laughs> we have so many different things to work with. But from a natural standpoint- Things like ambrette seed has a natural musk in it, and those materials are so expensive. But they, there's a complexity and a richness to them that that just you just can't stop smelling them. And so to have those at prices that I could overdose in, you know, more fragrances would be really great. And so you know those natural notes. There's something I, I always say that perfumery is inspired by nature. Nature really drives so much of what we do. We discover things in nature and then we try to recreate it in our work. And so those things, if we could even get better, closer to them, um, I mean, that's just a dream. And Embrette Seed is one of them. Um, while I'm thinking about this, because I'm just picturing you at work, like sniffing the Embrette and like, oh, there he goes with the Embrette again. Like, that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do the do different perfumers have different kind of signatures? Would you say that like... Oh, you know, Khalees, she's got, uh, she's all about the blah, blah, blah. You know, like just, uh, you know, your own coworkers. Yeah. yeah. What is your thing? Oh, my, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much all over the place. I'm, uh, I think it's because of my background from flavors. I think I pull a lot of that though. Okay. I really feel that's my wheelhouse. So I feel comfortable doing, you know, putting that yummy top note on top, whether it's a juicy tropical passion fruit. I was working mm. on a passion fruit note today and trying to, Pull in mm -hmm. some interesting things, um, and so that's my wheelhouse. That's my go-to. Um, whereas, you know, you have people like Rodrigo, and back to white florals. He is the king of white florals. He's he's a genius, and it all goes back to the way he was raised. You know, he always talks about his experiences with the white florals when he was growing up in Mexico, and that experience. You know, you never lose that. It's imprinted. Yeah. And the, that that helps build mastery. So, and Khalees, I mean, she's just—I mean, she was a great cook, and and so I think she always brought in a lot of that inspiration. Also, you know, the the plum note in Shador, uh, she she created a, a plum compote, and she used that as part of her <sighs> inspiration for the Shador plum note. And uh, the Tommy Girl, when she did Tommy Girl, I love oh, Tommy Girl brings me back. Oh, to it's, high so it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's perfect. Why is it so good? It's yeah, why so, is it so good? It's like floral, but not floral. Fresh, but not fresh. It sparkles. Citrus, but not citrus. She's a genius. Well, that's the first thing. She's a genius. Second of all, she works so hard. Um, and third of all, she got the, she has, she finds inspiration in crazy places. And so for Tommy Girl, it was inspiration from Darjeeling tea. And every morning she would drink Darjeeling oh. tea and she would sit there smelling the top of the Darjeeling tea. And then she said, I need to this create so a fragrance based on that. And so that's wait, where the, Tommy Girl is actually like, what is Tommy Girl? It's a floral, right? It's a floral. Yeah. But it has a tea floral. It's a tea floral. See, so that's part that of the freshness. That gives it that like fresh. Yeah. It's more sophisticated than like you think when you see the bottle, yes. you know, and Tommy Girl, and then you put it on and people, I wore it like this like 10 years ago. I remember wearing it once to a beauty event and mm -hmm. someone was like, oh my God, he's smelling amazing. Like you're, are you wearing the Labo? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, and I told her and she almost like, I think she was like embarrassed. It was just <sighs> like so, like she just, I think she thought it was going to be something yeah. Really cool obscure. and niche. niche yeah. and, it's like Clinique Happy. Like, it was a good scent. Clinique Happy is like the bomb. That's Rodrigo. He's another oh, genius. Yeah. Yes. So, 
Um, yeah, they're all. I work with. I I pinch myself every day. I work we with. We should have brought amazing. them on instead of Stephen. No, <laughs> and with that, we'll be leaving. Oh, I'm no. changing my podcast. So Givadon, all these fragrances are from the Givadon perfumers, huh? Yes. Yeah. Cool. And and Kalise, uh, you know, she 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 would test each ingredient for its performance and and to make the accord what it blends with. So she was looking at things because it. Tommy Girl has great trail also, so she was always optimizing it for performance. And that's, you know, that's the more mundane part of the job too. You get, you can create this great accord, but if it doesn't last or if it doesn't trail, your client really needs to be able to make it perform. Yeah. It needs to perform. And so that's, you know, you, so you optimize and, and it's that, it's the hard work behind the scenes that, that, that makes that, sense. Because I honestly feel like those are the ones that go viral or that everybody loves because they start asking other people what they're wearing because yeah. they just like have that trail yeah, like, to yeah. them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like yeah. a fragrance that lasts. Yeah, yes. and and that's uh, I always say that that's one of the important things about repurchase is that that when people compliment you on your fragrance, oh my gosh, you smell so yeah. good, and then you're like, ooh, I'm gonna get some more of that. Like you need like more validation. Yeah. Like and, if, and but if nobody notices <laughs> it, you're like, oh, that must oh. not have been good. <laughs> that <one."> was a <laughs> bust. <Exactly. laughs> that was a stinker, not a flanker. Yeah. So, what fragrances do you find yourself wearing again and again? You know, I I um. I wear so much fragrance with my job. I've got women's fragrance on right now. I hope I'm not stink stinking up the sound booth. Yeah. And um, but there's a couple things. I love lemon. And Kalise Becker uh did the reformulation of Monsieur Balmain, which okay. is a lemon lemon fragrance with this beautiful The Balmain fragrance is a lemon fragrance? So the the original Monsieur Balmain. Okay. I'm picturing like the latexy Balmain <laughs> no. hard edgy fashion. Yeah, well, I mean that's that that yeah, that's but, true. But, but this was a classic that I think was developed in the 50s. Oh, wow. And Khalees had a hand in the reformulation back, I think, in the early 70s, I think. And um, and I that's still one of those ones I can get every fragrance free, and that's still one I'll pay full price for. Because <laughs> that's it's what just, beauty editors say. We're like, you know what? I pay for it. Yeah. And that's yeah. how much and I that's, like And it. that's my go-to. And I also have a few little accords that I wear on the weekend. And um, so I have a, a little accord I call Air Lucence. It's kind of an industry secret among my colleagues. That Not anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> but it's a little accord I create and that it's kind of like a palate cleanser for the weekend, kind of a, a fragrance, oh, nice. non-fragrance, so that when you need something for the weekend, that you can, that's an easy go-to. It's What's a, in air lucent? Oh, well, that well, is the secret. Well, describe it for lay people. Yeah. You don't have to give us the molecules. So, so the whole point of it is to be super sheer and super, but super diffusive. So it's really really transparent it's airy and it's lucent so translucent so air lucent yeah. so so it doesn't feel heavy but when you wear it it's just radiant and people smell you and go oh you smell so good and you can't buy this right this no. is you guys are all yeah. passing it to each other that's right okay I've, that's cool i have people who come back into town and they're like can i get a bottle of air lucent and i'm like what's it worth to you <laughs> What did you did you bring me candy you, from the duty free? <laughs> you even named it. I love that. Yeah. That's really funny. I love that. And Very any cool. other as just like a last question, any other grooming or beauty products that you love, we ask everybody on mm. who's on the show. Or even an aftershave or whatever it might be. <laughs> so, yeah. So right now I'm obsessed with the new Crest for Kids strawberry rush toothpaste. Oh my God, that's the best answer we've gotten yet. This true is or not so true. good. And I love it. It just makes me so happy. Do you brush with it? Yes, of course. <laughs> and whenever I see it in the store, because it does sell out, it's quite popular among the under 12 group. Okay. And so whenever I see it, I buy a couple tubes and I, I love it. It's just, it's just, it's so easy and it's a great juicy strawberry. You and feel fresh after those? Some of those fruity things, I don't feel like fresh. You know, 
I I don't need to feel fresh. I just it makes me feel happy, and I think that's more why I use it. Oh. If I need to use you know fresh, I've got mouthwash and that kind of so, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do yeah. that. Yeah. And so really, I think of it more as a as a deliverable for fluoride for okay. my oral cavity, and I just love <laughs> so chemy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> to deliver so, so that's one of my. That's my secret product. Crest strawberry. Love it. Oh, my God. I learned so yeah, much. Yeah, this is awesome. It's like a science class and a perfumery class. So and I know fun. when I'm buying it, Dwayne Reed later. Please turn in your tests. This yeah. is <laughs> The crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I also want to ask for the air loosens. Oh, I don't right, think, I think he'll have to kill us. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I really love talking about fragrance. And you guys are tremendous. A lot of fun. It's time to raise a wand. Let's do it. Okay, raising a wand to another podcast. Don't you love when we do this? You know, more pod love. The world needs more pod love right now. I know. We're not like TV (laughs) or other things where you compete with the other shows. We love the other shows. There is a fun new show out called 14 Days with Felicity. (laughs) Oh, you know the concept. You can tell already. So... It's about, it's like fictional Felicity, if I'm saying this right, it's like a fictional account of like Felicity Huffman's first 14 days. In, in case jail. you haven't and had the Schadenfreude update. Oh my God. Felicity Huffman went to jail for 14 days. She, she was out after 11. Okay, whatever. But because of the college yeah. scandals, which we've talked about several times. Oh my God. So the script I'm still is, intrigued like it happened yesterday. What's wrong with me? Because it's a great story and we can all get on board with it. As can the writers of 14 Days with Felicity. It's a fictionalized, serialized series about what if Felicity snuck um, a phone into jail. <laughs> and so it's the voice memos, but then also the people she's calling. The voice actors are so delightful. <laughs> They're like kind of over the top parody, but they just make me giggle. And the daughter is like my absolute favorite character. It takes talent to do that show. To do to do the to voice do, acting? Yeah, 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 yeah. The woman kind of sounds like Felicity. Like, and then what's her husband's name? The famous guy? Oh, oh my God. He's like William a, Macy. So whoever plays the William Macy yeah. character... We like sounds like William Macy. What if? Oh my God! What if William Macy like secretly did this project? Well, <laughs> or he's just or he's just listening, being like, "What the fuck did my wife do?" Oh my God, she's crazy. No, it's actually <laughs> just an actor. But anyway, fourteen days with Felicity available where you get your podcast. We'll put a link to it on the show. I right? like funny podcasts. Like I need. To- oh, they're only like ten or twelve minutes per episode. Oh, perfect. It's like a little drop in, drop out. Thank God I'm not in jail like Felicity Huffman. Uh, she really had it coming, huh? Yeah, raise a wand. Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.